This is episode number 110 in my interview with Sean Vig, the most watched online yoga and Pilates guy. New concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. Hey guys, welcome back to the Success 101 podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren, and I am fired up to bring Sean Vig, aka Mr. Fitness, to you guys today. Sean, as I mentioned, is the most watched online yoga and Pilates guy. He's the author of five best selling fitness books. He has eight books total now and named one of the top 50 in fitness by the Huffington Post and likely one of the fittest people that I know. Sean has had a huge impact in my life, as you'll hear more about in the interview, as I used his videos and his workout routines to get through a former injury that I had. And if you haven't had a chance to check out his vault, go over to seanvigfitness.com backslash vault. That's S-E-A-N-V-I-G-U-E, seanvigfitness.com slash vault. And his Pilates for Men workout was named the best male workout DVD in 2011 by Pilates Style Magazine. And whenever I tell you Sean doesn't have any shortage of content, that is not an understatement. He has tons of stuff out there for you to choose from. Everything from Pilates, yoga, Pilata, spinning classes. He's got a full line of workout videos and DVDs and podcasts for all fitness levels out there. And the big thing you're going to hear today is about stretching and breathing and how the stigma of men and yoga or men and stretching, how that's often been viewed as women's work. I'm telling you, Sean V will put the hurt on you. Don't take my word for it. Go check out some of his videos out there. And as I mentioned, I first got introduced to Sean's material back whenever I had a back injury, couldn't do anything, searched for athletic yoga and was introduced to the world of Sean Vig. He is just a great, great resource to go to, not only for injuries, of course, but to get your fitness on. Hey, Sean, welcome to the Success 101 podcast. How are things up in Colorado today? Very nice, actually. Um, it's raining off and on, and my sister, who lives an hour from me, had about an inch of snow last night. Yeah, us down here in Texas, we uh, we're certainly not experiencing that uh, at all. We're we're already sweating everywhere we go between meetings and things like that. So, you are, and I don't want to butcher this, but I think you're, I think you're the internet's or one on one of your things. I saw you're the planet's most, but you're the internet's most widely downloaded or widely watched yoga and Pilates guy. I mean, that's a very specific title. When when did you start down this path of health and fitness, and did you ever dream it was going to be where you are now? I'm a really a one uh, taking you know, a day at a time kind of guy. When I was in professional theater, I, I also love fitness and I used to, I trained all the time and it really made me train a lot because uh, I started as an actor and a singer. I trained in opera and music theater and stuff. So that's, that was what I did. But then when you get into the professional aspect, when you're traveling around, you, you have to increase your arsenal. So I became a dancer also kind of reluctantly, but it was that transition into dancing that introduced me to Pilates, introduced me to yoga, introduced me to power yoga. I used to go to New York, um, visit friends, visit girlfriends and stuff, and I would take dance classes. And in those classes, we would warm up with yoga and Pilates. And when I was doing professional theater, I would I started training a lot of the my fellow performers, and I, I really enjoyed it. So, 
you know, I did professional theater for about 10, 12 years around then. And I always loved fitness. I always said if I wasn't doing this, because when you do something like professional theater, you have to be in at 110% or it doesn't really make sense because you're always rehearsing, you're always performing, you're always traveling and you're always chasing that next gig, that next two or three month gig. So I, I got burned out in theater and I, I got certified as a personal trainer and I started doing that. And then I went back into theater and then I, how did I have, oh, I started taking classes like Pilates and yoga and I got, I got really interested in it. So I got certified and I started teaching and I taught and I taught, I taught over 20 classes a week. I almost killed myself. And then uh, my best friend, who's a tech guy, he kept talking to me about get a camera, get a MacBook Pro, get a camera, get a MacBook Pro and start filming because I, I grew up doing home videos with myself and my friends. And so that was 2009, summer 2009. I went to Best Buy, I got the flip camera and I got the laptop and I started to film. And that changes everything once you start filming because you take your class that you teach and you shoot it out into the world, into the Internet. So since I started doing that, Jared, it's every day brings new excitement, new interests, new challenges, new offers. Uh, and that's kind of my, my short story of how I started doing that. You know, seven years later, the, all these other things that happened. But I still my favorite thing about fitness is filming. I loved I actually right before I came here to do this podcast, I was out. I drove out to one of our trails. I did some trail running. And I, I plopped down. And I, I did a vlog. I did a talking video. And I'm sure you love all the editing as well and how long that takes, right? It's not too bad. You know, <laughs> at first, you know, you actually, I've, yeah, that's never been a problem. You know, I, I've used iMovie the whole time. You know, I, uh, I've flirted with getting something more advanced and involved, but my motto always was, well, if the content is good, if I'm excited and I'm happy about the content, I don't really care about the other stuff I can add to it. I mean, I can add transitions, I can do titles, but if I'm not out there uh, having a good time and really passionate about what I'm doing, I don't really you know, care about the extra effects I could throw in. But so you, you get a, you get that uh, process down of filming where uh, filming is, you're always in the present, you're in the past and you're in the future. You're thinking about what you just did. You're thinking about what you're doing now. And you're also thinking what's coming next. So you also think about the editing when you're filming, like, okay, I can add something in here or I can make it really easy. I can go straight through with just two edits and, and we're all good. I want to pause here for just a second and give some of our listeners just some background. This podcast was created for, I really say, reaching your your peak performance. And that's, you know, sometimes that can be thrown around very widely out there as just a buzzword or, or whatever. But that's really my goal is to help people understand that even though you're in an active, highly active or highly stressful role each day, like many people out there are, there are still things that you've got to be doing to take care of your body. And as we all get older, just I don't have time doesn't cut it. And, and you know that you're almost forced in a way to do this each day. There's a lot of us that obviously aren't getting up to do this each day. But uh, but your your programs really helped me and many of the people I'm close with in life and some of my listeners know as well. I hit a point last year where I was injured. I couldn't I couldn't do a lot. It was a point where I couldn't even uh, it was actually the silliest. I mean, the silliest injury. I had my three year old daughter in my hands on a trampoline one of those trampoline parks and I'm bouncing around in there, you know, fun dad, whatever. And I go to hold her up and I'm going to jump with her out in front of me with my arms extended. And as soon as I came down on the first jump, something on each side of my spine, my muscles or nerves or something just, I mean, it just felt like somebody was just grabbing fistfuls of muscle and just pinched. And I went to my knees and, you know, I just kept thinking like every guy does, oh, this will go away. This will go away. And for weeks, it was so hard for me to get even, you know, really get out of bed. So I'm not lifting. I'm not working out. 
five different people in my life, either when I talked about that injury or separately, that I know personally who were either uh, really successful collegiate athletes or uh, professional athletes uh, prior, independent of each other. The first thing they asked me every time I said I had an injury of some sort was, how often do you stretch? And I would, you know, I would make the joke of, oh, I don't do that. It's kind of boring. I don't, you know, I just go right into it. And they told me the same thing. All, all five of them pretty much said the same thing. They said, either you can stretch now or you will be injured for the rest of your life. And as a young guy, you just, you kind of take that, okay, you know, <laughs> whatever. So this, this was one that I couldn't, I couldn't whip. I couldn't get past it. And I, it was really bogging me down. I had no outlet for stress relief each day. I couldn't get my heart rate up. Couldn't do anything. And, uh, and someone in my office said, I'm starting to do yoga. An older gentleman, a, a guy's guy, man's man, and someone I would never have thought would say out of their mouth, I'm doing hot yoga now. And I thought back to all those conversations of stretching. And I thought, well, I'm not going to go join a class. I'm not sure what I should do. I'll just look online. And I typed in athletic yoga. And you were, I mean, as cliche as it may sound, you were basically the one who basically got me back to the, the health that I'm in today because I started doing that early in the morning. I'd come in around 4, 4.30 in the morning. I'd start, I took my wife's yoga mat from home. She wasn't happy about that. But I would sit up here in my office and I started stretching. And it's amazing. You know this, but a lot of our listeners don't. It's amazing to me whenever I go through a full stretching session, whether it's one of your 10-minute videos or your 40-minute longer videos, I mean, I, it's it's safe to say I feel 10 years younger. I feel more open. I feel more relaxed. I feel more energy. I feel more ready to go. And you are, you're doing that. I mean, you are doing that for people out there. And I know you don't hear the success stories like that all the time, but man, just keep doing what you're doing. It is, it has been an awesome journey for me. Oh, absolutely, Jared. That's, uh, I love hearing that and uh, good work for, for finding it and doing it because things like that, if it's not in your vision, if it's not in your focus, Especially stretching, there's such a stigma to that. I haven't had it because I've been doing it for so long, but there is definitely a stigma with stretching, and there's a misunderstanding about it too. Like, what is that? Is that you know doing the splits? Is that doing something extreme? And stretching can be the most basic thing: is sitting at your desk and moving your head side to side, or or moving your wrists. So, um, I I'm very honored. I'm very excited that that you found those videos because you got to stretch every day. I, for a while I wasn't stretching and I definitely felt it. Now, every night I, I have my little loft up here and I, I stretch while I write and I stretch while I read and I, I combine it into my life. So Sean, I want you to tell the listeners here with me real quick. If I'm a guy tuning in to the success 101 podcast, rough and tough guy, lifting weights, throwing around weights all the time. And that's my definition of working out. Mm -hmm. I may hear this and no offense to you by any means, but I may hear this and go, okay, this guy, theater, dance, <laughs> yeah. yoga, stretching. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, I'll skip on over to another podcast here or whatever. I, I'm here to back you up on this, though, that it is, it's amazing and it's wonderful. And some of your routines, that was the biggest thing that caught my attention was a lot of your routines I could not keep up with because they're so, uh, they're so minimal sometimes in the movement, but so intense on just mm -hmm. breathing and heart rate. Tell us a little bit, the listeners out there, just how guys specifically should view stretching and uh, and breathing as well. That's been another thing I've learned about and how, you know, really how to just reshape your mind around that for better optimal health. Well, everything you just said, I, I mean, I, I was the same way in eh, my teens and my 20s kind of tapers off a little bit in your 30s. But I used to just lift heavy all the time. Something I always say with the stuff that I focus on in my videos, because I do weight training two or three times a week. I, I cross train like crazy. But what I what I tell people is, is that, you know, I reach a certain age. I'm 41 now. I'm almost 42. And I, I feel great. 
I don't have any problems, knock on wood so far. But around like 23 or 24, you know, I was benching all the time and I was doing really heavy squats. I was lifting like that because your body will allow you to do that for a number of years to hit it really hard. But around 23 or 24, my body started to punch back a little bit. Uh, shoulders started to feel really tight or my posture started to suffer. I was knocking my body off balance. And, and that's where body weight, you know, flexibility training and core strength comes in. Actually, right before I, I told you I was out trail running before I came here, before I came home to do the interview, and I, I dropped down and I filmed uh, a video. It's, it's called Why Body Weight Training. And it was brought to my attention by one of my followers. And I guess I, I've always thought this, but I switch it. I flipped it. We're a lot of people use weight training and such as the basis of their fitness. Weight training is an offshoot of what I do. My, the basis of my fitness is core strength. It's body weight training. It's calisthenics. It's flexibility training. It's the Pilates. It's the power yoga. And then like branches on a tree, then, then comes the weight training. Then comes kettlebells. Then comes cardio or high intensity interval training. But I, I always bring it back to the natural functional movements of body weight training that mimic, you know, your moves throughout the day. And I, I, I never say stop doing what you're doing. I mean, that's up to you. Like if, if you're lifting heavy, but add this stuff in, add the flexibility training, do some Pilates and then see how you feel because it will enhance everything you do. It will give you much better mind-body control, much better control, much better precision, and you will learn so much more about how your body works because the body weight training will bring out so many other parts of your body, so many muscles, so many tendons, ligaments that you may have not used before. And it will start, if you do it correctly, it will, it will bring your body back into alignment because I've written books. I have power yoga for athletes. I have Pilates for athletes. So I work a lot with athletes. And it's like, look, you don't have to stop what you're doing. Just start adding this in. You can do it before, you can do it during, you can do it after, you can do it on its own. Um, deepen your practice, you know, your training. I think of it not just today, but for the rest of my life. I don't want to have trouble getting out of bed. Like you had the injury on the trampoline. I had an injury in theater many years ago doing Fiddler on the Roof and I twerked my back. It was in Coral Gables, Florida, hurt like hell. And I was out for like a week. I was just laying on the floor, like with all these pillows around me. It's very humbling. It is very humbling. And sometimes it takes, you know, something like that to really wake us up. And I, after that, I started stretching more and more. Um, in fact, my best friend, I just saw him. I was home in Wisconsin visiting my, my family and he came to visit. And and he's kind of turned over a new leaf also. He's my age and he's been having, you know, back problems, all these issues from hockey and such. So he started taking acupuncture and massage, which which are fine. And I put him through a stretching routine and it blew his mind because we were doing like twists and his his spine was adjusting. He was taking it into his own hands because he, he didn't know. He didn't know you could do all that. I'm like, well, yeah, just lay down. I'll, I'll show you a few things. And to you and I, and we probably do these stretches all the time. It's not a big deal. But if you've never done them, it is profound. And that's what keeps you coming back for more. So just start adding it in. Add it in slow if you want. Just do a couple stretches because you know, your body, a limber, non-rigid body, flexible body, balanced body will serve you well today and for many years. And you'll keep doing the things that you love to do. Absolutely. You know, Sean, I think it's the I, I think it's the simplicity of it. People who stretch all the time maybe wonder why other people don't do it because it is 
possibly simple to do. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that's what causes people to not do it. They think about stretching or they think maybe I should stretch and it's boring. Sometimes you're just sitting there, you know, trying to build that in. And at the end of the day, people are going to like, okay, I've got to go do something else. I'm not, I'm not going to do this right now. I'm going to break away. And so you work out really hard and you don't stretch. Yeah. It's going to lead to more injuries. It's going to lead to fatigue. So I know that your areas of focus just on, on your different websites out there, uh, your big deal is core, I believe. And correct me if I'm wrong on that, but you're doing uh, a lot around core. Of course, you've got, you know, Pilates and then the, the power yoga, Pilates for men, Pilates, spinning, personal training, all of that mixed in. Tell us why core is so important. Well, well core is the, Joseph Pilates always called it your powerhouse, the center of your strength is the trunk of the tree. And core is not just your abdominals. Core is your abdominals, your lower back, your hips, your glutes. Think of a you know an inner tube around your center. It's that whole uh, center area that every movement originates in and passes through. Um, so I never think of it as like, you know, I'm just going to train my abs because if you just train your abs, you're going to have an imbalance in your lower back. The body is a wondrous thing and the body, when it's not balanced out, will will start to warp and atrophy. So these these workouts, you know, centering on your core, it's not just that you're working your center in uh, through the process of it. You're working your entire body. And also, you think about core. We talked about stretching and flexibility training. You want a, a strong core, but you also want a balanced core and a flexible core. So anything from, you know, getting up off the couch or throwing a football or throwing a baseball that you can do with a nice range of motion, your, your, your sides, your obliques are flexible, your core is flexible. And it's a wonderful way, as I said, that is the you know basis of my programs are core first, core and all those body weight trainings, because you can do you know arm curls and then so do some arm curls, put the dumbbells down, go over, do some planks, do some uh, big five Pilates moves, then come back and do the curls and you will have so much more awareness, your posture will be so much better, your alignment will be better, you'll have so much more of a focus on that center Instead of, you know, doing curls and you're kind of, you're, you're swinging the weights and you're not engaging your core. So, I mean, any movement, any movement, big to small, uh, picking up a pen, uh, doing burpees, your core is always at the center of it. So you have to, you have to um, cultivate it and nurture it and, and keep it primed, ready for anything. I remember years ago, this was probably 2006, 2005, somewhere in there. I was working out with someone at a, a local gym, just a a guy I saw there every day, and he was probably 20 years older than I was. And I remember he made a comment to me. I was always wanting to go and hit the weights really hard, and I could tell on certain days he was just following along just to do it. And finally, he turned to me one day, and he said, you know, I'm at a point in my life now where I really just don't need to do all this heavy lifting anymore. That's that's just not what I'm here for. And at the time, young guy was probably, gosh, 24, 25 years old. I thought that was the silliest thing I'd ever heard because to <laughs> me, he was giving up. He was yeah. giving up the high school physique, lifting, rah, you know, throwing weights around all the time. And I remember I made a note in my mind, very subtle. I just thought, I don't know why he said that, but I'll never be that guy. And now I totally get it even earlier or younger than what he was because of, you know, what I've put my body through and not doing the right things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm so much of an advocate for what you do now uh, because I, I see it. You, you've got to have that. Tell us, Sean, about your routine each day. I know that you said that with filming and everything, every day is a little bit different. You're you're building new things in. But are there any core principles you go back to as far as taking care of your body and keeping yourself at the best optimum health you can? Oh, excellent question. Uh, cross training. 
cross training is uh, working out over a wide spectrum of workout styles, workout programs, fitness programs, i.e., you know, walking, jogging, biking, hiking, uh, weight training, calisthenics, uh, always changing it up. Like after I'm going to have lunch after after we get off here and then I'm going to go down to the gym and I, I get so excited. I have to literally pull myself out of the gym because there are so many options to do. It's so it's so fun for me. But always, you know, I don't I don't just run into these workouts with, you know, no abandon. I always you know focus on precision and breath and control in everything I do because I I love I, I love feeling good. I love moving. I love rolling out of bed in the morning, excited about what, what the day is going to hold and what I'm going to do. And of course, having my own fitness brand is a great motivator. Teaching live classes is a great motivator because you're the example. It's like, you know, a dentist who doesn't have any teeth or something. You know, you, you want to set the example. Like, I, I can move well. I, I feel really good. As far as eating, I'm very, I eat the same most of the time. I, in the last year, I've shifted more. I'm definitely a pescatarian. I don't eat meat anymore. I have fish sometimes, but I, I'm a big plant-based food guy now. And that's I, that's been just wonderful. I just had a, a physical through my insurance company. I got a huge refund for my life insurance because I, I was in the top 1% of my age group for all the levels. So that, that was really nice. And I have the same breakfast just about every morning. I have like a fruit smoothie with bananas and berries and um, raw vegan protein powder. And I love almond butter. My wife makes really good almond butter. I put that on toast. If you haven't had that, it's so good. It's like dessert. And I usually have cereal with uh, – I've been experimenting more with almond milk. I still use regular milk, but trying the almond milk. But I have like kashi with a whole bunch of oats in it. So I'm, I'm very consistent. I've always been like that though. I, even if I didn't – wasn't in the fitness industry, I, I would still be doing this. It's something that's always been attractive to me. It always goes back to when I was a kid growing up in Wisconsin, just running all day, playing all day. I love that energy. And I, I want to keep doing that as long as I can. Well, and so much of what I talk about here in, on the podcast is how our bodies and our, and our minds especially have not evolved to the level of work and stress that we're, we're putting on ourselves. If you look back, you know, generations ago uh, of the, the people, the, the bloodline we came from, even back to people that are having to go and hunt for their own food or things like that. I mean, that our body was made for that. It wasn't blue screens in our face and stress bearing no. down on us and constant no. refreshing screens everywhere. Uh, life was just so much different. And so what you're doing uh, is, is probably taking it a step further because you're doing it for your for your vocation here. But um, I just can't imagine how you feel each day whenever you you wake up. And that's one of the things that I love about you is I can I can be having a really bad day, and you, you just make it so much fun. Uh, you're you know some some I think when I first started logging on, some of the jokes you would crack. I would be like, okay, it's you know it's kind of dry humor sometimes, but then quirky humor. And then like now, I just joke. laugh. You can't yeah, you can't tell. <laughs> I just uh, laugh all the time. That's how yeah. I talk in person. We just talk, you know, if I go to the like a cafe or a diner with my friends, we just talk like that. And I'm like, well, when I first started doing teaching or videos, the question that comes into your mind is, oh, how do I how do I talk? And then you think, well, I'll just talk like I normally do because I'm passionate about this stuff and I'm inspired about it. So I don't really have to change anything. If if I did that and nobody liked it, I'd probably move on to a different trade. But it it's you know, it's, it's done very well. Just oh, it's great. Yeah. Keep, having, keep and that's, it. and that's who I mean. I, I'm a Christian. I, I, I don't take myself that seriously. Um, you know, I mean, 
I do sometimes. We all do. I've, I've come to this point because I was taking things too seriously. But you were talking about, you know, looking at screens all day and refreshing. And and I've actually been doing um, vlogs about that, about breaking away, going off the grid because I, I've really backed off uh, computers and phones and stuff. I it, it helps me so much more with my focus. I realized for many years I had a focus issue. I wasn't maximizing it. I would get distracted. And it's very easy to get lost on social media and to look at these screens and, and let the day just go by. Like it's a beautiful day. I'm looking out my windows right now and and the day just goes by. So yeah, I that's why I film outside. I love being outside. It's such a beautiful backdrop here in the Rockies. And it's it's very important for myself too. I mean, we all we do things for selfish reasons. I do it for my own reasons too, to get out and get away. Like I, I take my dog Addie with me. She's laying right here. And I get more emails about Addie, by the way, than about myself. Oh, yeah. She's uh, a celebrity for she sure. She is. She's very sweet. I went running this morning. I didn't take her because she really doesn't like to run. She doesn't like to walk very much. When we go on the trails, she's okay. But I love going out with Addie and I it serves so many purposes. I'll take my laptop with me and write sometimes or I'll bring books or a notebook and write down stuff because I, I really enjoy being outside like in, in the forests and in the mountains. And well, if people go and visit your, uh, especially your Instagram page or, or really any of your social media, I mean, just mm -hmm. beautiful scenery that you have in front of you to to capitalize on that, you yeah. know, to, to make the most of that. So that's that's great because we can get lost in social media. Someone, especially like you, that that is their job, putting out content and then to some mm -hmm. degree checking to make sure that people are actually, you know, responding and logging on and well, looking at all yeah, your stuff. And I, you I can want stay to interact and I – you know, a lot of other you fitness YouTubers also, I, I'm friends with them and we talk. I've collaborated with a lot of them. And, you know, we talk and they tell me also, it's like, you know, they're on the computer all day because from the posts, it's like, okay, they're they're teaching or they're filming, but there's so much. When you're running your own fitness brand, there's, there's only a handful of us that are, you know, out there on YouTube doing it. There's not a lot because um, it's so overwhelming. There, there's so many possibilities that you can do. Every day, there's so many avenues. I get uh, multiple offers every day from different companies to endorse something or to to collaborate. So uh, it, it can be very overwhelming and you can let it be overwhelming. For a number of years, I, I guess I was overwhelmed. I loved it. But, you know, when you're laying awake at night and you can't shut it off, it's a problem. Absolutely. And you have to have that balance in your life. And I go out, go for a walk or read a book or, or work in the yard, just do something different. So you're you're learning at your age now, getting the screens out of your face, which is not easy, especially like I said for for a job like yours that it's about media, it's about technology, but you're forcing yourself to do it, getting outdoors, writing, reading, those sort of things. How much sleep are you getting each night? Um, I usually get about eight hours. That works for me. Anything less than that, my eyes hurt. But so I, I hit about eight hours a night. That works well for me. I think I, last night I got about seven and a half hours, and and that was good. And you know the sun comes right in the room. We got mountains all around us. So that does a lot to just pull me out of bed anyway with a lot of energy. Eight hours, that's incredible. The the average American right now is in plenty of studies that I've seen is getting under seven. Oh. Well, the, yeah, a couple of things. I, we don't have children. So I understand if you have children, it's going to be a lot more responsibility. And uh, I work I work late too. I, I work, you know, you could work 24-7 in this field. So I, I'm up writing. I'm up writing out workouts and stuff or planning things. So uh, I, I kind of I like to sleep in a little bit till like all the way to eight o'clock. When I was in theater, I'd sleep until noon every day. That was a totally different schedule. But just the fact that you're getting a full eight, no matter when you actually go to bed, I mean that's that's admirable. You know, before Most the light, 
before, before the light bulb was invented, uh, the average American was getting over 10 hours of sleep wow. every night, and now we're under seven. So how does that impact our society, our moods, our depression, our feelings, yeah. anxiety, stress? I mean, it's just, it's it's amazing. So walk with me here for just a second. You're, you're eating more plant-based foods now. You're staying away from the meat, and, you know, obviously that doesn't just happen. That's by design. You have to plan that out in order to be intentional about that. I'm sure... Uh, you mentioned some, uh, I believe, some protein in there. What other are, are there any other supplements for just max performance each day that you have found work for you? Food, you know, I used to, um, I worked with a company called Isogenics, and they had all sorts of supplements, and I worked with them for a while. Then I dissolved that because I, I, I eat just food a lot. I eat a lot of beans, a lot of nuts. Uh, my wife is a very good cook and very healthy cook. I mean, we eat the healthiest things, very colorful, tons of fruits and vegetables and grains and um, all that kind of stuff. And I realized it was a couple of years ago, we were eating less and less meat and I wasn't really craving it that much anymore. You, I craved like the plant-based food with uh, lots of protein and lots of, lots of fiber in it. And yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking right now, like what I have in the, like what I'm going to eat and it, that just changes every day. But I'm very fortunate that my wife is, she's very good. She's very creative in the kitchen and she, she has meat sometimes, but she also enjoys more of a, a meatless diet with some fish thrown in. Uh, any vitamins or anything, anything like that that you're taking? No, I used to take uh, multivitamins. I used to take, I'm sure every guy went through this for a while too. This is my phase when I lifted a lot um, was Megamin vitamins from GNC, which would turn your urine like green or orange. <laughs> right. it, it's like take two a day. I'm like, are you serious? God, I mean, if you take one tenth of this one, it's more than enough. But it, if if I eat a good balanced diet, I don't have to worry about a multivitamin. And I know a lot of people's. I don't. I don't know if I would say it's an excuse. I think there's some truth to it. But many people, the reason they're not eating more healthy during the day is the is the cost, and and it's hard. Uh, I know for me, it's not so much the cost, but just where do I find in a highly active day, busy day, in my business, where do I go and find that meal? It's so much easier to go and just grab something quickly and just justify it in the moment. Um, speak to that a little bit about being more intentional about changing your diet, how we can build in, uh, maybe some less expensive, but yet healthy eating habits. And then also maybe some things, some things around on the go or highly active each day where you're not just sitting around going to the kitchen going, Hmm, what do I want to make some salad? You know, how do we, how do we build that into our, our life? Are there any hacks or techniques that you found to make that a little bit easier? Well, it's a couple of things. I, you know, planning, planning your meals because, uh, uh, and that, and that, the second point would be that you eat consistently, like many times during the day. You snack. I snack a lot. I hardly ever have like a huge meal where afterwards I'm like, oh, like the big Thanksgiving meal. I don't do that anymore. Um, in the car, I carry with me. I always have like almonds. I, I bring like apples. I used to eat a lot of string cheese. I haven't had that in a while. But the more that you snack, you keep that metabolism going, and so you avoid. And this is what my dad does. I have to talk to him about this sometimes. Is that he eats a little bit in the morning, then he kind of, he says he forgets to eat. So he doesn't eat all day. So whatever is placed in front of him, he gorges on it. Whether it's healthy or not healthy, he can be at the bakery. He'll just gorge on some donuts because he's he's ravenous. He's so hungry. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I keep certain foods around me all the time in the pantry, in my car, in the fridge, you know, nuts. I, I have beans. I have all these kind of things that will satisfy cravings. You will, you, you know, you're at work and, and you're, you're focused on your job and you, I get texts from my wife like that sometimes like, oh, I'm in these meetings, I'm starving. 
you know, but I can't get out of these meetings. So I understand that sometimes you're, you're at the mercy of your job and what, what you're doing. But I would say, you know, bring snacks, have snacks around you, healthy ones, because if you keep eating those, you know, throughout the day, you'll avoid the big binging. And usually you'll binge on the stuff that may not be as healthy for you, but it tastes really good, like a lot of sodium, maybe a, a lot of animal fat in it. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd start maybe make a list of the foods, healthy foods that, that you like, and then go out and buy all those and keep them around you. Okay. So I'm thinking about our listeners again out there. I'm thinking the type of, of guys that are logging on, again, business professionals for the most part, highly active in their trade or their field, whatever they're doing, and, you know, bouncing from task to task, screens in their face all the time. I've heard so much feedback though on the podcast about wanting to change, wanting to build a new lifestyle, but I just don't think I have the time. I don't think that I can, I can build something like that in with kids and, you know, those sort of things. On a busy day, someone, someone's getting up really early, diving right into their day, coming home at the end of the day, spent, and, you know, maybe crawling to bed as, as, as much, as fast as they can. Where are some just practical ways that our listeners can start today or tomorrow with a healthier lifestyle, some of that could be stretching, some of it could be eating. I think it's a mindset thing. But how, when you have people give you that request of, I, I want to change my life, I want to turn my life around, I want to be more healthy, dumb it down for us. Where, where's the biggest impact and the smallest amount of effort that can make that change start now? Well, if a, a client comes to me or somebody comes to me and it happens all the time, like, where do I start? Like you just said, I, the first thing I always say is start walking. Plan a walk during the day, whether it's in the building that you work in. Maybe there's a, a trail around the building you work in. Walking is one of the healthiest things physically and mentally you could ever do. And it bridges the gap. It's a great way of opening up your mind to other ideas as far as fitness, about how you can move, about how you can positively impact your your stressful life, your busy life. My mom has been walking for probably 50 years. She inspired me to start doing it about 15 years ago. I started doing it when I was in theater. And the your attitude from the beginning to the end of a walk is profound, usually. Just getting out and moving. I was uh, A couple weeks ago, I was really frustrated. I was on vacation. I, I was My mind was not where it should be. It was distracted. And I went on this walk, and within a half hour, my mind had cleared. It was amazing. And I came back to my parents' house, and I felt so much better. Like, I had a revelation. So it's, it's a great place to start walking. Uh, you know, schedule that in because everybody can, you know, you have areas you can go in. And also another one is, this is what I, I do so many videos on his body weight training. Anybody can drop down and do a plank in their office. Anybody could do a, a quick little workout to get the heart rate going. But the, the biggest gap, the biggest problem is from that sedentary um, position to up and moving. Once you get moving, things usually start settling in. And, and as I said, every day you expand your options a little bit more about what you can do and you get excited about it. But that that initial position of where to start that just can frustrate you immensely and you you may never will. And if you try to over plan it, like you, oh, I'm going to start off with P90X. So I've never exercised before. I know people have done that and it just, it kills them right away. The first couple of exercises blows them out and that's their connotation then in their mind. Like, well, that's fitness. I never want to do that again. It's like the first time you have ice cream, it's terrible and it's past its date. Well, I don't want ice cream anymore. No matter how much someone says, well, here, try it. This is, this is different. So I would say, you know, be realistic about it. But it's that initial, that initial step, literally, getting out and going for a walk. 
and and then you start adding on but you know and if you really want you want someone to to yell at you or keep you really um on the mark hire a trainer hire somebody people send me emails that are sometimes way too um in depth about stuff and i say look i i i'm not there i don't know i don't want to give you any false information Get a personal trainer. Find someone you trust that's very knowledgeable because they can listen to you, they can check you out, and they can put you on an exact program. So that's always another way. Or I used to teach um, at Walt Disney World. Uh, I was their yoga and Pilates guy for many years. I would go backstage to all these great spots. It was wonderful and work with their cast members. And it was fantastic for them because these people were a lot of – you know, they worked at a desk all day. They had very important jobs so they could get up. They could walk down the hall to the big conference room and we could do a yoga or Pilates workout and they could do it all together. So you could you can get workout partners. You can get a group going at work. It's very big right now in companies to get a wellness program going and to get a, a class going. So there there are many, many options out there. But the toughest part is that initial step. And I don't think it takes very long. The the research I've done on for your brain, especially the chemicals that get released in your brain from working out, it's that first 20 minutes where the most optimum cognitive, you know, brain function health comes from. And I think, you know, for so many people, they're thinking, well, I, I don't have an hour to go to the gym before work, yeah. so I'll just skip. You don't need that. And that's some of the biggest, you know, that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned over the mm-hmm. last year is you know, uh, what, take the time what, you have. Yeah. What you were saying earlier, Jared, you were talking about, you know, uh, guys who we most of us, we start off lifting really heavy in the high school gym. And it's because usually of our coaches at the time or our PE teachers. And when I go home to Wisconsin, I like to go to the my old high school. They have a new gym there and I pay a couple bucks and I work out. So it's always me and then a bunch of high school guys. And sometimes the coaches come in and, and you can see the problem sometimes. So the coaches will be pretty out of shape and they have trouble moving. You know, they can't move very well, but these are the these are the guys who are coaching the kids. So they're they're encouraging the kids to just rip themselves up a lot, maybe lift, you know, lift too heavy, bad form swinging weights around. And and the high school kids can get away with it for a few years, but then it starts to catch up to them. And it starts to, you know, as I said earlier, it starts to punch back and your body doesn't want to do that anymore. So it's all about the connotation. So if you view that as fitness and you don't want to open your mind to anything else, well, that's how it's always going to be. And you say, well, I don't want to go back to doing that. But there's so much more, as you and I know, to movement uh, than just lifting heavy and maybe hurting yourself. Oh, absolutely. And I've I've turned a complete 180, as you can tell from the things that I'm saying here. And that's the big thing going forward is I will, mm-hmm. uh, you know, educate more people when these conversations come up of what I didn't know for so long and just moving and stretching and, and breathing. I've just learned so much, especially in stress relief, about breathing. And yes. uh, I don't know if you do any meditation or anything uh, like that uh, dur- during the week, but I know you're a big fan of breathing and making sure yeah. that you're breathing the right way. You talk about that a lot. That's great. As we get ready to wrap up the podcast here, Sean, I just so appreciate your time. I know that you're uh, you're busy with everything you've got going on. So thanks for breaking away and taking some time for us here today. I want to connect our listeners to you and the content that you have out there. Can you give us a rundown of where we can find you out on social media and the internet? Sure. Uh, you can always go to seanveekfitness.com. Uh, I've never been accused of having too little content. I have a lot of content. So if you go to seanveekfitness.com, you, could, you can look at my book library. You can download my free app. You can check out my online training program that I do. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, sign up for my free e-newsletter. And yeah, it'll all spawn from right there. And I'm, I'm in the process. I'm going to update that page pretty soon also. But my goal is always to keep 
it very efficient for anybody to use, take it anywhere, do it anytime. And that, you know, the population around the world, I think 100% can benefit from some kind of body weight training from the most intense athlete to the most sedentary couch potato. You can find something that will definitely help you out and get you moving. Great. Well, I love your story of just taking something that is common to everybody out there and that you can do, just get off the couch and do it today, but then turning it into an actual brand and finding your passion and falling in love with that and using that as your everyday vocation and what you're doing. So you're impacting a lot of people out there. I'm obviously biased because you helped me a a ton. (laughs) I appreciate Uh, it. Absolutely. Well, keep doing what you're doing. You're impacting a lot of people out there and I certainly appreciate your time and, uh, and look forward to catching up again in the future. Awesome. Thank you, Jared. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much, Sean. Take care. All right. Thank you. So thankful for guys like Sean Vig out there who has a ton of knowledge around fitness and education that they can bring to us and we can use for betterment in our lives. Thank you guys so much for joining us again on the show as always. And if you've liked what you've heard on the Success 101 podcast, head over to iTunes and give it a five-star rating and even a review. That's what's going to keep this thing going on into the future. Certainly appreciate your time and your support. Thank you for sending in comments and suggestions. That's what keeps great content coming out to you guys. The best way to do that is with my email address. It's the success 101 podcast at gmail.com. Shoot over your thoughts and ideas for future podcast episodes. And you can reach me in the world of social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash success 101 podcast on Twitter at Warren Jared and on Instagram at Jared underscore Warren. I certainly couldn't be as excited as I am to bring the podcast episodes to you without your constant comments and thoughts coming in. So keep sending them. I'll see you on a new episode of the Success 101 podcast coming up soon. Until then. 